0: Welcome to episode 129 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Brandon Shawan. and joining me tonight are my two co-hosts. We have Ash Collins and Mark Nadeau. Mm. Ash, how- <laughs> how's everything going tonight? Just peachy. I am glad to hear that. And how about you, Mark?
1: Well, as uh, getting the bronze medal tonight, uh, I'm a little disappointed in my performance. <laughs> I thought maybe if I could uh, get that extra ounce of oomph, I'd be able to at least uh, metal silver, but, you know, I'll take it. Because third place is only
0: second loser. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. So, tonight we are continuing through our Complete Psycho arc, better known as our Spending Time with Norman arc, with a review of Psycho 3 from 1986. Before we do all that, though, let's talk about how you can find us on social media. You can find us at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You can email us at contact and you can leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of the show at 1-302-448-TALK. That's one 302 448 You can also check out our long list of past reviews and all 129 podcast episodes right on over at cinefessions.com. Also, if you're a fan of the show, please do us a huge favor and leave us a review on iTunes. Those iTunes reviews are essential to helping us grow. So we thank you for your support there. And we also thank you if you guys decide to tell your friends about the show. The more people that know about us, the more people that can listen and tune in every week. So we appreciate you reviewing the show on iTunes and telling your friends about it. Um, And if you do both, we would love you even more. So thank you guys for all your support, however you choose to do it. Mark, rumor has it you uh you have your car back. Is this true? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I got my car back on Monday.
1: Uh the whole so car. I had my uh, rogue for about nine days. Have to admit, the rogue has some pretty cool features that my juke does not have. Um okay. like uh, Bluetooth media. I can only do phone calls uh mm-hmm. via Bluetooth for my uh for my juke. So I need two wires, one to charge and one for like the audio. Um mm-hmm. so that kinda it was kinda nice not having any cables. Um, cause I wasn't charging my phone in the, in the, in the rogue. Um, uh, also it had that, uh, I guess the sensors, like the blind spot sensors, which were really useful for my road trip. So, uh, yeah, oh, two, yeah. Two, two options that I don't have that I'd like to have
0: now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I will yeah. be going, I have a date for car shopping on Saturday. So we'll, uh, we'll see which, what I end up with. If anything, I might just hold off if there's no good deals, but we'll see. But it's never fun, so we'll see, we'll see how that yeah. goes. That Rogue was pretty
1: sweet on the highways, and gas engine yeah. was pretty good. So, yeah, I uh, – see, the Juke is such a small vehicle that it felt like I was driving a mm-hmm. boat with the Rogue, but after two or three yeah. days, it felt like second nature.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how it always goes. Excellent. So, Ash, what has been going on in your world this past week? Um, Not a ton,
2: uh we're into Supernatural season 5. Um Okay. So yeah, this is all rewatch for me. We're trying to the goal is to watch through so that uh we can, you know, have better cuz I stopped watching it for a couple seasons. So yeah, the whole goal, yeah. the whole reason we started this is because of the Scooby Doo episode that they did this last season. <laughs> So <laughs> I love it.
0: That's so, awesome.
2: Yeah, so we're going through, you know, like what is it, twelve or thirteen seasons
0: to get to the Scooby Doo episode. Uh, that but, seems uh, that seems very dedicated.
2: Well, you know, I like Supernatural and you know, it's 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 a fun revisit and, and it gives me a reason to go back and rewatch it all. Um oh, that's cool. get caught up. Um and I did watch an actual movie. Um Okay. A couple of movies, actually. Wait, did I watch a couple? No, uh, I know I, le- I watched at least one, and I was not yeah. happy with it. Uh, okay. I got, I got suckered into Day of the Dead Bloodline, which is a oh, remake no. of Day of the Dead. Oh, I really wanted to watch that. And I like the idea, mm-hmm. the script. I, I, I remember the original Day of the Dead, and I remember the acting being atrocious in that anyway. I mean... Sometimes Romero does
0: not pick the greatest actors. But Oh my God, I disagree. They were that fucking movie's uh, amazing.
2: No, no, no. The do- I I hated the doctor in that movie. Um the, the oh my like,
0: God. I, I just I've lost him. so much respect for you right now. It's just it hurts. It hurts my head.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, well, yeah. You know, if you could count, I would, you know, I would be more destroyed.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> oh. I am not letting
2: that go. Uh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, I liked the idea of it. It was kind of like an interesting take on it, you know, because the whole idea of Day of the Dead is, oh, well, maybe they kind of remember a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and the, the, the idea in this one is that there's a former medical student who's been attached to this military group, and she's like the, um, uh, uh, but anyway, they're just a little bit, uh, <sighs> How do I put it? The guy. Okay. So she's, she plays the role of the mad doctor, but she's not mad. You know, she, she's a little bit more grounded. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, she had a stalker before all this shit happened and she ends up finding like the zombie version of the stalker and he remembers her. So, okay. Yeah. So that part was interesting. I liked that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, the rest of it kind of sucked. I the acting yeah. not great, and it, it it never felt like they're actually like in a bunker underground. And at, at any point, it's just like, yeah, this is a set. Um, you know, there wasn't any real kind of interesting shots. The zombies weren't you know very creative. Um, it, it, it's an interesting idea that I like them revisiting that part of it, but mm-hmm. I just I didn't like the movie. I didn't enjoy it at all. Oh, um, that's it, disappointing. Which sucks. Yeah, it, it's that kind of sucked. Um, let's see. What did I actually end up watching besides that? Uh, I know I watched something else. Damn it! Uh, I'm probably gonna remember here in a minute because it wasn't on Netflix. It was on something else.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Ah, uh, no, I'm 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 drawing a blank. So yeah, that's fine.
0: Um, I'm sure you'll remember later.
2: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, I did start, uh, I finally started playing the Batman game from Telltale. Uh, I have oh, not okay. gotten very far into it. It was one of the PlayStation Plus bonus games like a month or two ago, I think. So yeah, I finally, yeah. finally got started playing that. Uh, I do like it. Um, the, uh, the choices and the kind of, the action, it very much reminds me of Walking Dead, except they're doing it with Batman. Um, and, uh, I think so far it's been pretty good. Um, so. Good. I think I will enjoy
0: that. Um very but, cool. Uh,
2: yeah. Other than that, not a whole lot going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me either. You know, I did watch uh I did watch a couple movies this past week. Uh but that was really oh, you know, I I did I didn't write it down because I just didn't have time to to fill out my notes this week. But um I'll start with my the graphic novel. So I was continuing with uh my free comicsology for thirty-day trial thing that I was talking about last week and up until the last one i was reading a lot of just like mediocre things i talked about most of those last week but this week um i ended up reading so valiant which is you know one of another come up with like marvel or dc or vertigo whatever valiant is another one and they rebooted their entire universe back in 2012 so it's one of those situations that you can legitimately read through the entire rebooted universe. It's a lot more manageable than doing like Marvel, for example, or DC, you know? And so it's a, a more manageable chunk that you can dive into. And so much of it is available on Comicsology. So I found a reading list on comicbookherald.com, which is one of the best comic book websites I've ever found. And it uh, starts with the, the uh, reading order is... XO Manowar volume one, and then it goes Harbinger volume one. Um, and so I started with those XO Manowar is, st- it was strange. Um, it has like, time travel elements in it that weren't really working for me very much. Um, I can't even really t- at this point, cause it was like, I don't know, probably over a week ago now. I can't even remember exactly what the story is about, but basically uh, these guys from like the, I don't know, like the Roman times uh, are thrust into outer space because some alien creatures land on earth. And he, he, Turns out he's like the one that can fit into this suit without it being dis- without it destroying everybody, and so he becomes like you know Exo Man of War, and uh, gets all these powers, and then comes back to Earth at the end, and he it's you know it's like set in present time, and so that's where that uh, starts, and so I'll, I'm kind of interested to see where it goes, but I don't know if I liked it enough to really continue it. Uh, so that one I I think I gave that one like two stars out of four. Uh, I thought it was just okay. Uh, but I did read Harbinger Next, and that one's a lot more interesting. So basically, um, this the main character can hear people's thoughts. And, um, so he like, you know, he takes a lot of pills to kind of subdue uh, those thoughts. Um, but it turns out, of course, he's not the only one. There's a whole group of people that can do this. And it's a matter of him trying to harness and learn how to harness his powers, uh, in order for him to have, you know, just control over them and to do what it is that he needs to do with them. Um, as opposed to just drugging himself up and subduing him. Uh, it was a lot more interesting. I actually like that one quite a bit. Um, I'm definitely going to continue that one. I just haven't yet. Uh, last week, my bosses weren't uh, around as much, so I was able to to read a little bit more while I was at work. This week has just been crazy, so I haven't been able to. But um, Yeah, so I'm hoping I'm going to continue on to the the next volume in that one. Um, I actually really liked the, uh, the main character. He's like a... I want to say he's like a teenage guy, kind of an asshole, but I don't know, I just there's something I just liked them for some reason. So, we'll see how that goes, but definitely liked Harbinger volume 1 from Valiant. So I I'd, re- I'd recommend that one. Exo War not so much. Uh but I'm probably going to continue on. We'll see where it goes from I think the next one I am supposed to read is uh I think it's Deadshot volume 1. I believe is the character's name.
1: Uh I th- I think you're right. If I yeah. remember, like the like the '90s versions of the characters, that's like mm-hmm, the that's exactly. like the Oriental character, right? He's
0: Asian, maybe. He's I don't know. I like white to, like, with a red. with a? like a red mask on in the thing? Why is it mask? On? Um, it's I don't know, man. I, I can't remember. I, I've only I've only seen the cover, so I can't.
1: Yeah, I, I could be wrong. I can't as tell well. you
0: offhand. But. But, yeah, so I'll I'll do that one next and then just continue in that reading order until uh, I get tired of it. But um, And then in terms of games, I didn't really do much. I haven't done much. I don't know what I did to my thumb, but it has been hurting for, like, the past couple weeks, few weeks now. And just getting worse instead of better. I really need to go to a doctor and see if I can get, like, a brace for it or something. Just because it's genuinely hurting throughout the day. And uh, I don't want that to, like... Hurt more, and so I haven't been really messing with the controller too terribly much. So You've got Nintendo Iris. Gotta... Yeah, I guess so, man. I don't know what the hell the deal is. I think I hit it on something, and it's just been fucked up ever since. But I'm just like worried because it—it's just—it hurts, and so I got—I really got to do is see what the fuck's going on with it. Uh, I just need—I think I need it. To, I need time for it to heal, and like I just keep doing it. Like this past weekend, I was doing a bunch of yard work and just kept fucking bumping it, and like that's not good for it. It's not going to heal that way. So I just got to figure out what's wrong with it and fix it, but. Other than that, uh, movie-wise, we did watch a couple. Um, I'll start with the Peanuts movie. I was putting that on, planning on falling asleep while I watched it, but I actually w- kept my attention. Um, it was very decent. I mean, it's exactly what you'd expect from the Peanuts characters. Um, I will admit, though, when it comes to Snoopy's parts, those parts kind of lost me. Uh, I I wish they weren't in there, frankly, like as long, because they're-, they're long segments of just Snoopy doing like, you know fantastical things because he's daydreaming basically and so those weren't as fun like him and the red baron i didn't really enjoy those moments as much but like the actual like through line of the film i thought was pretty fun it was cute it's exactly what you'd expect from the penis characters you know there's a a good lesson in there and just seeing charlie brown you know meets the new girl across street and falls in love and of course it's, it's the redheaded girl so we all know how that turns out but um i liked it it was cool the animation was uh was very well done um it's like 3D CGI animation style. I thought it was pretty good looking, so I liked that one. Um, but I ended up buying a digital copy of Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle in 4K. Okay. Um, I only I only paid eight bucks for it, so I'm pretty happy with it, and it looks fucking amazing on my 4K TV, even streaming. So I was very pleased. Um, but Bridget really wanted to see it, and I was wanting to see it I love The Rock, I love Kevin Hart, Jack Black. I mean, like the cast was awesome. So I was really excited to see it. And um, Bridget kept asking about it, so I ended up finding it and and bought that on Saturday and then or Sunday and then we ended up watching it Sunday night. And t- have you guys seen this one? Uh, not mm-hmm. yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. I absolutely fucking loved it. It was hilarious. Like, oh, man, I was dying throughout it. Like the first maybe 15 minutes when it's just like the teenagers. It's it's not, I'm like, I was saying, Bridge and I were like saying to ourselves, I'm like, we're just too old for this movie. Like these jokes are not connecting with us. Like I find them annoying, but then like the Rocks characters introduced, Kevin Hart's introduced, uh, Jack Black, and then the female character who was smoking hot. And I can't Karen remember name. Yes. Thank you. Gorgeous. But anyway, they're introduced and then it just turns complete 180. I absolutely loved it from that point on. And uh cannot recommend that enough. I think it's so much better than the original um, and just had me fucking rolling. Like, it's insane how funny it was. Um, I-, I thought so, at least. I know you guys probably will think different. I know a lot of people think different. Just I laugh at a lot of things and my humor. It's, it's easy to make me laugh. But that one, I was cracking my ass off. It was so funny. Uh, it's definitely a family or aimed film, but there are a lot of adult jokes in it that I don't know if I had like a 4 or 5 year old little kid I don't know if I'd want them watching it you know like but my my cousin he's not, or my cousin my nephew he just turned 9 and he got it for his birthday like I could see him enjoying it you know and understanding it yeah um but I don't know if I'd want to go much younger than that um if it were my kid watching it just cuz there is a lot of um kind of quest- uh, colorful humor in it I guess um but man I hope you guys get the- get a chance to check it out cuz I thought it was just fucking hilarious so, I gave that one three and a half stars. I gave Peanuts movie two and a half stars. Um, both enjoyable. Definitely preferred uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle out of those two. But, man, it was just fucking good. It was very good. I'm glad I own it now so I can watch it whenever I want. But And then I think that is it. That's all I can really think of offhand. Um, I will kind of uh, mention the fact that I did watch the Great WWE's Greatest Royal Rumble. I won't spend any time talking about it now, though. Because Mark and I and uh, Special Guest uh, talked for almost three hours la- on Tuesday night about the Greatest Royal Rumble. So you guys can check out that episode. It is the Cinefessions Podcast Special Edition Volume 3. So definitely check that out if you are a wrestling fan, which I know some of you aren't, some of you are. If you're interested in all on our thoughts on the WWE's Greatest Royal Rumble it gets about as detailed as you can get with our thoughts on uh, that episode so i won't waste any time talking about it here but definitely check that episode out really happy with it um mark uh, mark's friend was on with us and um, yeah, I, had think them it, cool. I think it went well so yeah so definitely check that out if you haven't but yeah other than that um what about you mark
2: wait 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 i remembered i remembered oh yes
0: good which one we had alien day this, the oh while yes we, were we off did. break
2: so, I bought the one fucking alien movie i didn't have Alien Covenant for like three bucks or five bucks five bucks
0: oh okay
2: uh it was on sale on um uh, which voodoo voodoo had it on sale for like five bucks this I'm hoping HD to get Star copy. Wars
0: that way tomorrow, so we'll <laughs> see
2: um actually i i i didn't Enjoy it the first time as much as I enjoyed Prometheus the first time. But I think I uh, like Alien Covenant more than Prometheus because I think oh, I'll be really? able to watch. Yeah, I think I'll be able to enjoy it more on other watch throughs. But okay. I came to the conclusion, having watched both Prometheus and Alien Covenant, that them trying to explain where the aliens come from was the dumbest fucking idea they could have come up with. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, I, I like prometheus but i didn't like alien covenant virtually at all like i just thought it was not a good movie
2: well and i i liked it uh in 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 different stages but there was a couple things where it dragged and i'm just like i don't know there was a couple things that bugged me about it but overall i thought i thought it was pretty decent so okay it was worth it was worth the five dollars i paid for it
0: yeah yeah that's good (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay, sorry. No, uh, your turn, Mark. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I like
1: Covenant. I thought it was really good. Of course, I haven't seen it oh, since uh, its God, original it's uh, theatrical. Oh, it's better than uh, Prometheus. I thought. No And just way. having with the dueling, I know has- I'm one of the rare ones. Was really good. So.
0: uh yeah, I'm one of the rare ones that actually likes Prometheus, and uh, just I did. I thought Covenant was just uh, frankly a bad movie. It was boring as hell. Ah, uh, well, to each their own, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. To each their own. Um, I only watched a handful of movies, actually two, to be exact, because I did a few different things this week. Um, this weekend...
0: A handful is five, Mark, you fucking liar. A handful is five. Well,
1: I did watch Psycho 3 or uh, twice. so Oh, uh,
0: there you go. There it th- is. There you go. You made up for it.
1: Yeah. Um, now, the reason why I didn't watch that many movies <laughs> is because this or past weekend, I went to London, Ontario for a convention called Shockstock. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I went with uh, two buddies. I went with uh, my buddy uh, Tony Barnes, who's in the uh, rock band In Heat, and as well with uh, media mogul uh, Eddie Spaghetti. And uh, man, did we have a blast! Uh, we drove down in the Nissan Rogue, so I had more room, which was nice. I got there in very short time, in about just under six hours. Left around uh, six o'clock in the morning. Got there just after one o'clock. Um, after, uh, you know, uh, gas and food breaks and whatnot. And uh, we got there and met up with uh, my artist buddy, Kelly Forbes. And, uh, yeah, uh, checked out uh, the floors. I got my autographs that I wanted. So I got um, I met Kane Hodder for the first time. So I got my uh, Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, and Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan Signed. Uh, I was
0: re- really surprised when I saw your picture that he wasn't choking you because that's like his thing. I wonder if he got like yeah, like sued or something and so he doesn't do that anymore that's, or
1: what? That's what everybody was saying. Um, he never oh, stood really? up once. He just sat in his chair and I sat beside him. So maybe he's not feeling well, you know. Uh, yeah, could be, you know, like standing up all the time. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, so that that was, you know, it was cool meeting him. Um, he was impressed that my posters were both originals from the films. So I'm that's like, cool. yay, nerd me. Um, I also met uh, <laughs> Lar Park Lincoln from uh, Part 7. She plays Tina, I guess, our, our final girl of the film. And uh, she <laughs> was really cool as well. Um I'll have my posters uh, that are signed up. I'll probably put them up on Instagram in the next little bit. Uh Just because of the trip, things got pushed around schedule-wise for Instagram posts. So I just haven't done that yet. But it'll be up soon enough. Um Yeah. My My big highlight, though. Is, uh, well, I also met, uh, I saw, I also saw, uh, Lloyd Kaufman for the second time. Uh, I'd met yeah. him once at Wasteland before, and he had signed my Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD poster. Uh, so mm-hmm. while I was getting my posters ready for this convention, I realized I had a Class of Nukem High 2 poster. So, uh, I got him to send that as well, which was cool. And, uh, my, my, my big highlight had to be, uh, James Duvall. Uh, I'm a big fan of the movie Go, and he is one of the punks uh, that uh, are in the second uh, sequence of the film when they're in Vegas. Um, he's hilarious in this film. Um, I think the movie itself, when it was first, when it first came out, it was billed as like a teenage slash early twenties pulp fiction because everything's out of sequence. Um, it, oh, okay. it, it's a hilarious movie. If you've never seen Go, uh, Sarah, Paul, uh, Sarah Paulie's in it. Um, What's his name from Justified? Uh, and this, uh, San, San oh, Clarita Timothy died. Oliphant. Oliphant's in it as well. Uh, Tay Diggs is in it. Uh, Duval's in it. Um, William Fichtner's in it, and as well as Jenna Maroney. Uh, so it's an it's an awesome flick. It's an awesome flick. It's very funny. One of my favorites. Anyways, so Duval was there. So I got a Goal poster and I got him to sign it. And he was kind of like taken aback because like all his stuff, you know, he's known for um, Independence Day and for Donnie Darko and SLC mm. Punk. And uh, mm-hmm. so when I took out a Goal poster, he's like, holy shit, this is Goal. And uh, we probably talked 20 minutes. It was so wow. much fun. Yeah. So that was like celebrity wise. That was a highlight of mine was to meet him at uh, this event because he was so cool. So, uh, That's awesome. I believe I took pictures and I put them on Instagram on our yep. Cinefessions, right? Okay, cool. You did. Yeah. So I didn't just put it on mine. Um, and then for the rest of the night, uh, well, we met up with, uh, with Kelly and, uh, we went to this uh, comic book store called Heroes. And apparently it's one of the largest in North America. And oh, wow. it was huge. It was fucking huge to a point where I was kind of like, there were so many things I wanted to buy that I didn't buy anything. Yeah. you know, like I was ah, just—I I needed time there. They had a Rocky figure from NECA in the old Sega Master System uh, video game cartridge pack, which I had mm. in my hands. It was only twenty-eight dollars Canadian, uh, and I didn't pull the trigger on it because mm. I kind of wanted to save my money for the convention.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Because I spent all of it, uh, and <laughs> I, I didn't want to put anything on the credit card if I didn't if I didn't need to, because the uh, Auto Comic Con is in a few weeks. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I didn't buy anything, but I want to go back next year when the convention happens again because uh, I'm going to spend money next time. Um, but as for You money, know what I
0: didn't see? Oh, I, you that? might be talking. I was going to say what I didn't see is if you bought anything at any of the tables at the convention.
1: I did. I didn't put anything up yet. I haven't written okay. anything up yet. Um, but uh, Vinegar Syndrome was in town. so Oh, okay. I think I picked up seven of their discs. Um, I, don't, oh, I, wow. I don't have them handy right now, so I can't tell you exactly what they are. But uh, I did pick up seven. Uh, So I got them 20 bucks a piece, which, you know, it's cheaper than buying them, you know, online during their sales, you know, with exchange rates and shipping
0: and stuff. So they give you any freebies?
1: I think I did did just give me a discount. I didn't ask what the actual price was. Um, Yeah. If if he was selling them for 25, then technically I, you know, I probably got one for free type of thing. But uh, seven for 140, I'm happy with um i also black raven uh distributors or entertainment i'm not sure exactly i think it's entertainment uh they were there so i picked up a few more discs from them uh and uh what were they what was their name uh black black raven black raven Ah, is it raven banner whoever released the latest uh victor crowley let me see who that was
0: uh oh okay i don't know that company that name doesn't ring a bell uh
1: victor crowley that's hatchet four
0: and I think it's a Canadian company. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Victor Crowley rings oh, but I okay. just met the uh, company you're saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, I th- I th- I'm pretty sure it's Raven Banner.
1: Um, okay. And they're the ones who did the original Wolf Cop. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's them. So I bought a lot of their stuff when they were in Toronto last year for the Comic-Con. Yeah. And I like their movies. They're indie films, but they have a good selection of indie films. Uh, like horror wise. So I picked up Mm -hmm. everything I bought was blind bought like everything. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I bought that and then I bought a t-shirt from Melissa. It was a mashup of, um of uh, Marilyn Monroe doing her upskirt, you know, with the uh, air grate, but with the face of the bride of Frankenstein. So I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for, uh, for shock Oh, completely forgot. So, um, James, one of the organizers, uh, he went to Japan a few months ago. He's a big uh, wrestling fan, and uh, he brought back all this merch, and uh, he actually saved me because I saw that he had stuff for sale at Wasteland. I have a New Japan Pro Wrestling cologne bottle.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so I'll picture that as well because I just think it's cool. I'm debating if I really want to use it or not or just keep it as, you know, it's New Japan Pro Wrestling cologne, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's all for shock stock and uh, speaking of uh, New Japan I'm not going to dwell too much into it because uh, this will be like a wrestle free episode Uh, but I'm catching (laughs) up I'm still about five or six shows behind um, the New Japan wrestling that's happening right now Um, tonight is their big uh, I guess pay-per-view for the month Um, but I was able to watch uh, a few episodes of their road to uh, Dontaku which is their pay-per-view I watched the April 14th episode, April 23rd. And like, when I say episode, I mean like, it's a two and a half hour wrestling card, but they're all so fucking good. And, uh, before tonight's recording, I was watching the April 24th episode with the main event of, uh, Switchblade Jay White versus, uh, I think it's David Taylor, which, or pardon me, David Finley, which is Fit Finley's son. And yeah,
0: I remember you talking about that. Yeah, so they're having a really cool feud, Damn. so
1: I'm watching that right now. Um, and then I think after tonight, because of May 4th is their pay-per-view, I think they have a few weeks off because their next televised event is not till the 18th. So I should be able mm-hmm. – to. Well, there's that Young Lions uh, project uh, on the 15th, but I'm going to skip that. So uh, after tonight, they have nothing new until the 18th that's on their on-demand service. So I will be able to catch up. And, uh, again, on May 18th, it's their best of the Super Juniors. And it's their 25th anniversary uh, tournament. So, that should be Um, kick-ass. Movie-wise, well, video game-wise, I've played some um, Darkest Dungeon here and there. But nothing nothing too too crazy. But, uh, movie-wise, apart from uh, tonight's homework, I've only watched uh, two films. I went to uh, the theaters twice. So, I discovered something. Uh, With Cinemia, you know, I get the three uh, movies per month. Yep. Um well I went to see a movie yesterday. I had to pay a full price because it's not from the first day of the month calendar wise, but the day that you activate your card. So my card was activated oh. on the thirteenth of April, so I can't use their card again until the thirteenth of May. So Gotcha. That kinda sucked. Um but I'll start with the beginning of the week. I went But now
0: you know, so yeah. you won't have to have that issue again, I'm sure.
1: Exactly. Uh but yeah. I went to see Rampage on Monday. Okay. With Melissa, the Dwayne Johnson uh, uh, vehicle, with uh, which is based on the video game Rampage. Right. Um, it was fucking phenomenal. I loved it. It was Good. exactly what I wanted out of a summer film. Even though it's, it came out in April, it feels like a summer movie, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's funny. Some of the uh, comedies little groany. Action is awesome. The CGI on the monsters are great. Good. Uh, I loved it. Um, which was awesome. I cannot
0: wait to see it. Cannot wait to see oh, it.
1: Oh, and, and Madeline Ackerman, which I didn't even know that she was in the movie. She's the main bad guy. Um, it, it's great. The the film is great. I totally recommend it. I give it uh, four full stars. Like Good. It, it, if you like Rock, like you talked about Jumanji, if oh, you like yeah. Jumanji, you're going to like this one. I know I'm going to like mm-hmm. Jumanji. Hell, I like Baywatch. I like most of his movies. Yeah. Just because he's a fun action star. And that's yeah. what I was looking for, and that's what I got. So mm-hmm. that one was pretty awesome. Cool. And then yesterday, I went to an IMAX screening of Avengers Infinity War.
0: Oh. So okay. let me tell
1: you all about this, okay? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was bummed. Like, it cost me a few bucks because I couldn't use my Cinemia. So uh mm-hmm. yeah IMAX is not cheap. Bro <laughs> oh, yeah uh, you know uh, like two two tickets and two medium drinks cost me just under 40 bucks. So Oof, yeah yeah kind of sucks but it is what it is. Oh and plus they were out of those Avenger cup topper things. I was
0: I know. Oh, my God. The Did o- you fucking talk to a manager? Because that is your shit. You can't uh, let that go without being talked about.
1: Tell me about it. Um, <laughs> anything <laughs> Avengers this weekend sold out, like, like right away. Wow. Um, so, I got my two toppers at Rampage. I got a Thanos and I got a Saw uh, Groot. That. Um, yeah. And I like the design. It's more like a bigger head. I guess they call it Chibli, maybe? I don't know. But, like, a bigger okay. head and a smaller body. Um hmm. So I think it looks cool. Um, yeah. So they have so I got the Thanos, the Groot. They still ha- they also have a Spider Man, uh, Hulk and Iron Man. So okay, I'm uh, hoping to uh, get them next time I go to the movies. Like I'll do my damnedest if they're already sold out in one th- in one of the bigger theaters in town. Um, oh, again when I went to Rampage, they were sold out of the Spider Man, and that was on the Monday after they opened. So oh man, yeah. Um, so without spoiling Avengers. It's 10 years in the making. It's fucking awesome. It is is satisfactory. Uh, I left there in awe and in shock, shock and awe. Um, I I can't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Well, I do want to talk about it, but I can't, uh, because spoilers abound. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't want, I don't want to spoil this film for those who haven't seen it yet. I was lucky not to have anything spoiled for me. Um, so I will pass. That forward and not spoil anything for anybody else. But once everybody here has seen it, we need to talk about mm-hmm. it. If you're a fan of the yeah, movies, definitely. of course. If you don't like this these Marvel movies, then I don't want to talk about it with you because it's. it's I want to talk this with fanboys and fangirls. Oh yeah, you well, know, you, know, you know, like, Ash
0: and I both like this Yeah, so. like
1: like I love this universe and what they've done is awesome. Like Thanos, the voice acting from Josh Brolin mm-hmm. made him feel real. Like and the the, oh, the special effects look decent. Like you know, we saw him at the big, be- we saw him like uh, in, in like in a a, a cutscene after yeah, like early yeah. on. He looks so much better now. Like oh good yeah, and he's a bad guy, but I I understand the reason why he's doing things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's so well made. It, it's awesome. Like almost everybody in the universe so far is in this film. Um, that's
0: cool
1: yeah it's and they do it well like it's a long film it's two hours and 40 minutes long so you know Mm -hmm. make sure you pee before you start uh, seeing the film Uh, but it's it's just so well done i have fucking loved it i give that five stars as well or four out of four stars um perfect it was pretty epic i have no complaints i have tons of questions but i have no complaints whatsoever um
2: i i to be honest did you see that probably no i'm gonna probably wait uh, because I haven't had a chance to see Black Panther yet, and know, and, and, and right. you
1: and you should you should see Black Panther first.
2: Yeah, and because I, you know, we, granted we had it an introduction in Civil War, but I wanted to see you know the Black Panther because it, it all happens like half the movie happens in Wakanda. You can tell from the trailers. Well, there's like, some I scenes kinda, there, yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, okay, I need to, I need to, you know, see this before that. But then I was like, I, I. I know what happens yeah. in the comic version of Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what fucking happens in that because I've read it before. And from what I understood, basically, the 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 movie kind of takes elements from that. So I'm like, you know what? I might just not see that one until I'm ready to watch Avengers 4. <laughs> so I might be waiting until Avengers 4 is about ready to hit theaters uh, before I watch that.
1: I wouldn't so, because... See it well, nobody spoils it. you know by the time well, four comes out three will be three will be uh spoiled because the events of three will happen in the trailer for four,
2: so I before i'm getting i I've been avoiding them, but I'm getting spoilers through memes uh see so, i've I've made all that shit yeah. well that's yeah, why
1: I paid full price to see it is because i I didn't want to wait any longer because part of the fun of the film is just finding out what's next. Um, yeah. So but, but I just after I, after this is yeah. over, I'm just curious to see where Ant Man and Wasp plays. They're uh, both prequels.
2: Like, both of them are prequels to Avengers. Three. Well, yeah. I, I would
1: assume so. I would assume so. But yeah. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so and that's all I want to say about this film. But I would suggest to see it before people spoil it. You know, or, or you well, know, it's
2: it's is, just it's Black you Panther ten, out even.
0: You. I'm sorry. It's available. It's available digitally now. But I think it comes out on Blu-ray in I want to say like a week, maybe two weeks. But you I know, what? Don't remember exactly? It, it's
1: still playing in first-run theaters, like across from my Avengers uh, screening was a screening of Black Panther. This film will not die. It's got legs, <laughs> and it'll probably stay in the theaters until well past its Blu-ray release. So I'm definitely picking up Black Panther in 4K when that comes out. No doubt about it. But uh, I would suggest as soon as you can watch Black Panther. <laughs> Go see Avengers. Um, don't, don't don't torture yourself and wait a year. It's it's just it's join the conversation. It's so much fun. Um, but that's all I'll say for <laughs> Avengers. It's just I I can't I, I I won't talk anymore about it. So I'm gonna click off my window here and. uh Me and Melissa this week, well, I have been off since last Friday because I took time off for the convention. And then my regular days off. I'm back at work tomorrow. Uh, She's Mm -hmm. starting a new job next week. So she took this week off. So we had our first, like, staycation, which was awesome. And on one of the days, we felt very – we just wanted to stay home. So we started binging Jessica Jones Season 2. And uh, I think we're on Episode 9 now. And uh, Season 2 is so much (laughs) better than Season 1. I really like season 2 a lot. Um I'm not sure where it's going to end up, but uh it's to me it's a lot better. Um you're getting more background on characters we've seen. Um again, I don't want to spoil anything even though this series came out in February, but uh I I'm really digging it so far and we'll probably have this done by well, maybe not next podcast episode since I'm working, but um, the next two episode the next two episodes of the series. Or of, uh, or of our podcast, uh, I'll have that done. But uh, I'm liking it a lot. I'm a big fan of Kristen Ritter. I think she's tailor-made for this episode um, as well. Uh, Rachel Taylor, who plays uh, Trish, is really good. Carrie-Anne Moss is awesome. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about it. Uh, because, well, I don't want to have anything spoiled for me as well. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Jessica Jones, Season 2, almost done. And then Luke Cage comes out June 26th. So that's fast approaching. Uh, okay. and the reason we're watching Jessica Jones, I'm not sure if I mentioned it last episode, but we finished season eight of Supernatural and, oh, okay. uh, we were debating starting season nine right away, but I think I want a bit of a break and just yeah. get a few Netflix series that, uh, we wanted to watch together under our belts. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, apart from that, that's all for me for, uh, for media this week.
0: Excellent. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into our review for the week. So we of course are talking about Psycho 3. So, as always, there will be spoilers for Psycho 1, 2, and 3. So, if you've not seen those films and don't want them spoiled for you, make sure you pause the podcast, go watch them, come on back and hit play. Psycho 3 released an a, a original U.S. theatrical release of July 2nd, 1986, and this one was directed by Anthony Perkins, Yeah, which was quite shocking to me. I had no idea. Uh, I let's didn't see. know it was... either
2: until I saw the yeah. credit. I was like, what?
0: Yeah know it's interesting. Um, it was written by Charles Edward Poe, who actually wrote um, The the Fly and Dragonheart as well, amongst some other things, but those are what I've recognized from him, so I thought that was interesting, and The Fly remake, um, so that was cool. It has an IMDb score of 5.3 out of the 10,463 votes, no Metacritic score. But a tomato meter score of 58%, an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 29%, and it currently has 2.67 out of 5 stars on Letterboxd based on the 1,792 ratings. Uh, could not find any budget information on the film, um, but it did have a uh, $14.48 million gross and it clocks in at 93 minutes. So I'm pretty certain um, this is my first time watching this film. Uh, Mark, I know this is your first time. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ash? Is this your first time as well?
2: Yep. Although I remember seeing uh, parts of it, I think, on TV, Like I, but I wasn't paying attention.
0: Uh, okay. On. Gotcha. Yeah. So, first time viewing for all of us. Excellent. So, right from the start, I, I love this, the very first line of dialogue hmm. in the black before it even begins is, the, is Maureen screaming? There is no God. Like what a what a hell of a way to open things up. I like that.
1: Yeah, it, it, to um, me, it, it had like an, an Exorcist feel to it right off the bat. You know, yeah, that's I, yeah. I'm not sure where this is heading right off right away, right? So now we see these nuns exactly. and a nun screaming, "There is no God." That's pretty heavy stuff.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you, I was thrown off kind of at the start because I really thought Maureen was going to be. Norman's mother, like I couldn't, I didn't remember her name, the slew lady, whatever the hell her name was. Oh, gotcha. Um, Okay. I thought that's who that was. And honestly, I kind of thought it. And then it hit me like through seeing Fahey's character, uh, Duke, I was like, oh, there's going to be his dad. But then I was like, wait, no, this, this is clearly happening now, like in the Mm eighties, looking around, paying attention. And so obviously that was not the case, but I was, I was kind of taken in that direction to start and then had to adjust a little bit after i realized that i was looking at it wrong but
1: and we find out that the film is pretty much a month after the events of uh, psycho 2
0: okay thank you cuz i couldn't i couldn't figure it out um so what i don't okay so it's confusing me wait, because wait,
2: wait. I, it's it's a month I after i thought i thought it was oh, like a couple oh, yeah, years a, after no no it's only a I month after a couple, i
0: thought oh, okay, it was a couple years that. because yeah. he was what i wrote down was 2 years after but looking at it I thought it can't be that far after. But the reason I came to the 2 year conclusion was because they said he spent 20 years in prison mm-hmm. for killing his mom and they years. kept saying yeah it was 22 years. They kept saying 22 years later. So I thought he spent 20 years and this was 2 years later.
1: Oh no, just like he keeps telling everybody, you know, it's 22 years because he's really cognizant of his time spent, you know, uh, in uh, in custody uh but yeah no this is um, it's exactly a month later because you see uh, when uh, they're in the uh, restaurant um you mm-hmm. know they're talking about the missing uh, the, the missing uh, waitress right which was you know uh, at the end of episode of uh, the second film he right. killed her and they're still on the lookout looking for clues so you know so she's still missing right now so so this is just after the events of the uh, second film even though it's filmed, you know, 5 years later.
0: Um, okay, yes, I got that. And I understood that they were still looking for her, but I still don't what what told you it was a month later?
1: Uh, I think somebody mentioned it that uh, she, you know, uh, she's on a one month vacation. The cook said, you know, like it's not uh it's not like uh for her to uh, you know, go missing and not come to work without telling anybody that she's on a 30-day vacation. Um, oh, so, so okay. this is still soon like the, the the cops are still looking for clues right now. Uh, it's still fresh. Uh, her, her disappearance is still, still very fresh in the community.
0: No, uh, 100% okay. with you, 100%. And I sort of, I, I was kind of annoyed by that because I thought it was two years later. So, that's – I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I, I absolutely got that the cops are still searching. The wanted posters is still up and I'm thinking, why are they doing this two years later? That's where I was taken aback. Yeah, I missed yeah. that line from the from the chef, so that makes sense, or from the cook, whatever the fuck this thing is. Mm-hmm. But okay, so that that makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. So cool. Um, for, uh, a little bit earlier than that, I did that fall that the nun takes. That lasted forever. I was like, holy shit, that was a long ass fall. From the top of that uh, bell tower down, and then we don't see the impact. I'm like, really? <laughs>
1: and, and just the fact that she actually cranked her head against the bell to make it ring. <laughs> uh, it's the little touches that I enjoy.
0: Right when we were dealing with Fahey's character, Duke, it just, it felt like a completely different film than the first two movies. Like, just completely different Um Obviously, the second film feels a little different than the first film, but this one felt even different than that. Um, and as it continues, I think that is it. Very, it, it becomes more and more evident as it as it goes on.
1: Well, I, I felt like to me watching this movie, and just with the font of the uh, of uh, of the film and and the music, which I I really loved the theme to this song, the opening mm-hmm. music used, and then later on when uh, Norman plays it on a piano. Um, yeah. To me, to me, this this had such a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three vibe, just because you know, <laughs> uh, just just the way it was shot and the colorization, just the acting, it felt grimy, or at least more grindhousey than the last two films. Mm-hmm. Um It felt like an 80's slasher. So, like to me, even though it's a few years before Texas Three, it had the same sense of it to me. That's that's what I related the film to the most.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I could definitely see that. It definitely is a, um, a dirtier film just in terms of the way it's shot and the whole aesthetic of the whole thing. So I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. Yeah.
1: And I think Texas Chainsaw was 19, uh, 1990. Uh, I'm just checking that right now.
0: Leatherface?
1: Yeah, Texas Chainsaw 3. Yeah, 1990. So it's a few okay. before its time, but just its aesthetics felt, uh, felt that way to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um and then so Duke was such a oddball character to me. Uh it, I mean it kind of m- comes together at the end but it's still so strange. So like you know you first meet him and it's it's Jeff Faye, like I it, I like him and so I'm like oh yeah this is cool like I like seeing him here and then he like basically tries to rape Marine and it's like oh okay well clearly you're a piece of shit. Then uh, you, you kind of start liking him again. He's like, oh, sorry about yesterday when they meet up again. You know, I was kind of road weary and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, maybe he's not such a bad guy. He has he goes to the bar. He's meeting with the journalist. And it's like, okay. And then he fucking like has sex with that woman. And then just treats her like, like she's a fucking piece of meat. And it's like, man, you are such a piece of shit. And then like, you, you're like okay, maybe you <laughs> like him a little bit more. And then like, I just like kept like liking and then hating and then kind of liking and then hating and then not hating as much and then just hating i was like "God, he's such a an, an annoying character for me see i didn't
1: have that seesaw like ability with him um yeah. I-, I liked him at first because he is jeff Fahey, and i like jeff Fahey. right but after okay. he tries to put the moves on an ex-nun and mm-hmm. then later on when he picks up that girl um and then the fact that uh you know to add to his scumminess like his room, uh, at the hotel is littered with like cut up oh pictures God, yes. of like yeah. of Playboys, which reminded me of that Dennis Quaid movie. I think it's Switchback where, um, uh, what's his name? Danny Glover. He's got a vehicle that's like almost laminated with like naked girls. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Uh, Jeffy, see, Jeff uh, Duke, his character is so scuzzy and gross. And yeah, he is. he's also like, he's, very misogynistic um he's using women just you know as as party favors and like it was so weird too that scene when um he picks up the girl from the bar Mm -hmm. and then you know we get to the room after she talks to norman and she's dancing and he's naked in that chair with the two lamps i'm like how yeah. fucking weird is this guy?
0: He's not oh, yeah. all there, you know? We're definitely going to talk about that some more yeah. later. Absolutely.
1: So, and apparently he had the lamps on just because he wasn't comfortable being fully naked. So so oh. Perkins said, okay, just, you know, use the lamps to hide yourself. But mm-hmm. it made that scene even scuzzier. Yeah. Because, like... He's got yeah. these purple, like, <laughs> l- lenses, you know, to make the, the, the light of the lamb go purple. Like, so, yeah. he's done this before. He's, he's decked out. Like, he's probably got a sex bag, you know, beside his guitar, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with all these different uh, toys and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I never I, – I liked him at first. Hey, he picks up the nun. But then he gets gross pretty fast. And yeah. that never really goes away for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, he is so scuzzy. Oh, my God, he is. So, so Gettle? scuzzy.
0: It only, I, it really, it only really went away after she came back and he started apologizing. And I was like, okay, well, maybe, you know, he made a mistake, water under the bridge. And then it turns out, no, that's just who he is. He's just this prick and disgusting. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, pretty much, uh, yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought... Perkins looked significantly aged yet again, even though this is only three years later. Or, yeah, three years later from 83 to 86. So, um, but man, he looks, he just looks a lot different again. And I'm surprised by how quickly he ages.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the trivia on IMDb. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Perkins was gay. And I guess during the filming of this film, he realized or he found out that he was HIV positive. Yeah. Which I did not even know that he was um so you know maybe the effects of of that uh it affected might. you know the his mm-hmm. look because yeah he did look a lot older and especially at the beginning that that yes. disgusting scene when he's stuffing the birds and
0: mm-hmm. then using
1: the same spoon that he used to put sawdust in the dead birds to right. to get peanut butter out of the peanut butter jar onto his cracker yeah, uh, that was so gross. But like he had a different haircut in that scene compared to the rest of the film.
0: Yeah, so, I thought I, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like I'm not sure if that's because he filmed it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yes, yeah, so that's the one thing that, you know, it being only a, a month apart from the from the last film, um his hairstyle changed. Again, seen most dramatically at the beginning, which I think was uh, a, a reshoot. Um mm-hmm. but uh th- that's myself, his hair was my only gripe. And that's being very, very specific um, oh, yeah. of, of his appearance because like he still again still acted the same way like he did in two, like he did in one, which to hmm. me that I'm just stunned by that because I wasn't expecting the same caliber of
0: performance. Um I know oh, I, I completely disagree but find that interesting. Oh really that. Okay yeah. well you go ahead what's your counterpoint? <laughs> I in fact that's one of my I think He's basically playing a caricature of himself at this point. And some of his reactions are so over the top and nonsensical. It just felt completely forced and completely fake, which blows my mind because of how incredible an actor he is and what he's capable of. But everything here was just so surface and forced. And I thought it was just he was frankly bad in this one. Oh,
1: I, I didn't see that at all. But that's that's cool that you saw that.
0: Yeah, I wish I didn't.
2: <laughs> yeah. What did no, you think of him in I, this one, Ash? I I didn't necessarily think he was bad in this one. I just think the I think maybe the combination of him directing it and acting in
0: it—that's what I wrote
2: down. It too. wasn't yeah. as as good of a uh, an end result.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, speaking of the whole, uh, you know, might not be ready to direct, apparently he did ask uh, the Psycho 2 director, Richard Franklin, uh, to co-direct the film with him during pre production. But, oh, really? Uh, f- yeah, Franklin declined, though. Um, oh. But it not like he was completely, you know, uh, le- left in a cold here because um, I guess the director of photography in the film, uh, his name is Bruce Surtees, he was quizzing Perkins once about blocking a shot. Uh, yeah. assuming that Perkins would not be ready for his question. Um, and he's Perkins apparently surprised him and blocked the whole thing, knew which cameras to use, which lenses to use for the scene. So even though this was his first film, he seemed to have the actual tools needed to you know direct a film like this.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's one thing to know the tools. I You know, just doing the acting I've done, I could t- not – film but stage i can tell you that what you need to do and when and things like that but i feel like it's just another thing to have the eye for it or to have the real talent for it yeah because i don't know if he had all the cool transitions
1: in the film that was all perkins idea Apparently, was really engaged in the film um but again this was his is this his only direct no he has one more okay
0: but it was his first one yep what were you saying ash
2: um, I, the only thing that I didn't like about this one, uh, and while we were talking about Le- the Psycho 2 being a possible direct-to-video or a uh, TV movie, um, it didn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. This one feels like it was supposed to be yeah. direct-to-video yeah, or direct-to-VHS. I, that was the whole vibe I got out of this one. I don't yeah, know, I was
0: very just, surprised it had a theatrical release.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I just don't feel the the theatricality with it. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have any of the amazing shots and, and the transitions were neat. I don't get me wrong. And, and and then a couple of the other shots were neat, but it just, it didn't have the same, it, it lacked the pu- same punch that the other two films have had.
0: Well, well, here's how the transitions had an effect on me. I genuinely can't even think of what you guys are talking about in terms of a neat transition. Do you have any examples?
2: Uh,
1: there was one Where it was the, it was a knife that uh, went from, uh, like a hospital room door, like under, under the door to a knife. And there was that one scene too with a knife into a crucifix.
0: I don't uh, remember that. One thing there, I do yeah. remember though that you mentioned is when is when um, Norman is speaking with Maureen in the hospital room yeah. and then walks out, closes yes. the door and, and walks, it's his room. That was, I liked that one. I actually made mention of that one. I thought that was a very cool moment.
1: That's the other one where he goes from hospital yeah. to talking to mother.
0: Yeah. See, and the other thing, just staying with his directing, I obviously, we've talked about it before, I love homages to the original and he takes shots directly from the original, but here- it just – it felt more like um, – almost like a crutch as opposed to – they didn't have the impact that those homages had in Psycho 2. Like that his, they, the tag lines like he, he uses,
1: like, oh, we're all a bit crazy around here and stuff like that. Uh,
0: it almost felt like it was a parody. Like I was about to laugh, but it just was said in a way that I wasn't supposed to and it just – it was – they were awkward as opposed to – well implemented.
1: See, I was okay with that, just because, you know, this was filmed about four or five years later. We're watching them all back to back, week to week. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of those cool, like, oh, he said the line again. You know, if I would have seen that like in the theater when it came out, compared to us just, you know, going episode to episode, you know, week to week with it. So I think it might diminish the impact because we're the films are all very fresh
0: in our minds. Um, I think it was his delivery. No, not, not so much the line. It was just the way it was put in there. Like, for example, let, let, let's get into a specific example here. Okay. Um, oh, here's one example. So when um, Maureen is in the hospital she's, after she's trying to commit suicide, she says, I guess I did, did leave the bathroom a mess. And his line is, I've seen worse. And it's like, I don't, ah. I, uh, See, I like, like that. That's, that doesn't work for me at all. No. Like, it, it was not well done. But I didn't. You, you have that, to, no. you have to
1: stop looking at this film as a sequel to a, to a Hitchcockian classic and more but
0: like. That's what a, it is. But it, it's an 80s slasher film, you know? This is this is like the most. It's an 80s slasher film that leans on its Hitchcockian legacy very heavily. Yeah, but it, so I think yeah, it that, that gives me that, the right to judge it with. based on its Hitchcockian legacy.
1: I, I'm just I'm watching this more as an '80s horror movie than I am a you know a film that's a sequel for a movie that's like 25 years ago. You know, but that's mm-hmm. just how I'm seeing it. So I didn't have much of a problem with it. Yeah, you know, I'm not well, here see, to change your like minds, the... but
2: yeah, that that was the one thing I didn't. Okay, that was one thing I didn't like about this. The Psycho 2 didn't feel like an 80s flick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt nope. like the sequel to Psycho. I agree. Right. This one feels like Psycho done as an 80s slasher. And it, th- <laughs> I think that might be my part of my problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm I don't with know. you on that I, one. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. I'm just rambling at this point. No. No, no it's I, all good.
0: I, I, I'm completely with you. Yeah. Um, Kind of backing up a little bit here, um, trying to remember where I left off through my through my notes here. But um, uh, so I didn't I didn't see the fact that Duke would show up and start working for norm for Norman. I didn't see that coming. I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Uh, answering the help wanted sign, I thought, that, okay, that's interesting. And then uh, one line I did like was um, Norman goes to shake his hand. There's blood on his hand from messing with the birds or whatever it was. And he says, step into the parlor while I clean up. And Duke's line is, send the spider to the fly. And Norman goes, huh? And like, just, there wasn't a response to it. I liked that line. That one worked for me. I thought that was that was cool. D-
1: to me, it does show that Duke has a level of intelligence just because mm-hmm. like, you know, even though it, it is a classic line, you know, this is a 1986 slasher movie. So just the fact that this this idiot could say that you know, uh, I was kind of like, okay, well, he's not like he plays dumb, he plays Hickey, mm-hmm. but he's sadistic, as we saw later on in the movie. So, oh right? god, yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, so, he is
2: not a nice guy, not even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so I, I I did like that because apparently in the original uh, script of the film or of another version of it, he was supposed to be the killer in this movie. And came to the Bates Motel because uh, of his infatuation with Norman Bates.
2: Oh, see, I could and see that. that. That I could have gotten on board with a hundred fucking percent. Yeah, ah, I would it. like
0: that better. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I would have liked that as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that we had the same cast from like the cafe. The, the at least the main players. I it, it just it set it in the same you know. Location, And so I appreciate it that they were able to get those actors back. Me
1: too. And it it seemed like they didn't age at all. Like they they looked exactly the same.
0: Yeah, they really did. Like (laughs) identical, like same weight, same everything. Like I was like, hey, good for them. Good for them. Um, I did not like Tracy, the reporter at all. And she's kind of built up to be the hero of the film quote-unquote hero the you know the anti- protagonist i i couldn't fucking stand her and just wanted her to to die like she bugged the shit out of me what did you guys think of that character
2: i was i was um actually kind of waiting for him to just snap and stab her the end. I'm like, <laughs> i know i'm like please come on you can do it norman you have faith in you i i didn't think she was like terrible but she felt like the '80s cliche news reporter in this last yeah. flick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She
1: seemed. Um, I was surprised by the age of the character or the the actress herself, just because I like Duke. I guess he's such a horn dog; he'll go for any girl that's available in the room because oh, you know he tries to hit on her. Um, mm-hmm. So she seemed like maybe in her forties, maybe late forties. I didn't mind that character so much, uh, just because it, it just adds. Uh, you know, you're, you're not at the same, you're not at the same age of the sheriff. You're not blinded by Bass's charm. She's able to kind of see through that with just the one conversation she has with him. Um, so she's kind of like a, a, a PI on her own. Um, you know, uh, she knows or she believes what we already know. So it's kind of fun to see how she would or would not get that story.
0: And what bugged me about that was – so later on, there's this um, $5 bill thing, which I thought was a, was a, a smart thing for, for uh, Perkins to put in there as the director. Um, so they introduced this fact that there's a $5 bill in the – I think it's in the till in the first place in the drawer. Um, and no, um, uh, Duke gets it when when Maureen pays him. And he like charges twenty five bucks, even though it's a single, so it should only be twenty or whatever the hell it cost was. He charges for the price for the double and then pockets the extra five bucks. And that they show the bill and it has a ripped corner, and they specifically show the bill, so we remember that. And later on, he pays the um, girl he has sex with five bucks to go get a cab, and they again they show the bill. We see the corners ripped. Then the next day after Norman kills her. That same bill, they show the shot, and it's that ripped $5 bill in the till. And mm-hmm. so he knows that she didn't get out of there. He thinks that, at least. He didn't know what happened, but the $5 didn't there. And then he tells Tracy about this when she shows up. And even though she's the one that's, like, most skeptical of Norman, she kind of just plays it off. She's like, oh, maybe she got changed. We don't know. Now, What's where's this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? You wouldn't latch onto that a little bit more? Like, it just seems so... I don't know, like, just convenient for her to not do anything with that because it would have helped the, progress the story quicker than they needed it to. Yeah, and that just bugged me.
1: Yeah, I, but, I see that.
0: But the bill itself, I thought was that was pretty smart. I liked that. That was a, that was a good good um, idea to to do that. Another so kind of when I started questioning Perkins' acting choices was when or and not even that it wasn't even that it was the uh, why i started dis- disliking the character of tracy and just thought things were awkward here and weird here norman is talking with tracy cuz tracy comes up he they go to he goes to the diner and tracy jumps in and is like hey, you want to talk and he's like no but she starts talking to him anyway mm-hmm. norman is clearly like he's visibly shaken by this which is fine that's totally you know that makes sense but then his concentration goes entirely out the window because Maureen shows up and he thinks that she looks like uh, Janet Lee's character who had just his name keeps slipping my fucking mind, um, but from the original. Yeah, he thinks she looks like her, and so he's like freaking out. All of his attention is outside. She's staring directly at him, watching him watch outside. She never turns to look what he's looking at, like to see what it is that he's looking at, yeah, which is a woman, you know, of a certain you know type. Like that would be, that would be a red flag. Then that continues when she walks by him, Norman turns, stares at her as she walks by and then like freaks out. Cause she sees the suitcase. And again, she's just eagle eyed on him. Not looking at what he's freaking out about. Like, oh, that bothered me so much. Like just look around, like be, if you're this supposed, if we're supposed to believe you <laughs> as this PI of a, of a reporter, like pay attention to your surroundings Mm-hmm. And that was one of the main reasons I think, like, I I instantly disliked her.
2: Okay. Well, that's you true. know what, though? One of the things I will have to give this movie, mm-hmm. the cops aren't stupid in this one.
0: They're not as <laughs> stupid. Yes, I, I would agree. They're not as stupid. They got a warrant this time. Power yeah, but to them.
1: I, I, at the same time, you know, he was, he was exonerated from the killings in Psycho 2. And this is only a month mm-hmm. later, you know. Leave this guy alone. So I I understand the the sheriff kind of going maybe a little blind eye on some of the clues that might creep up to him prior to his realization that Norman has gone all batty again. Um, Because, you know, like.
0: But he doesn't. He gets a, like the first thing happens, he gets a a warrant to search his house.
1: No. No, no, no. when he's at the hospital and, uh.
0: And oh, well, the, Norman saves her. I I, yeah. I, I would be with the sheriff on that. The Nor- Norman saved her. Like, he was oh. bringing her towels. That story made sense to me. I could totally see, see that.
1: To, to me, in a way, it didn't because, you know, who – how does he know that she needs towels? And how does – you know, like, he just he – this room is awkward. The og- but there's no – like, there's no knock. Or, or let's say he knocks and there's no answer she's so just going to so barge he goes in because
0: he's housekeeping. Yeah, but yeah, there's, that's what housekeepers do. They
1: no, go there, in and there's nobody answering. No, but there's lights on in the actual apartment because he was watching her from the other room. You know? Um uh, so but, th- to to me him just oh I was just you know getting giving fresh towels that that's was that was a thin that was a thin explanation for me. Um so at this point I felt that the sheriff was giving him the benefit of the doubt but at the same time You know, this guy has been shit on ever since he got out of, you know, his mental um, institution. Just leave him alone. He did a good thing, even though it's suspicious. I don't know. I I, I just felt that the chef was kind of like blind eye until he couldn't look away anymore.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Honestly, I'm just like, I'm just honestly just the complete opposite. I was annoyed that Tracy was so adamant on the fact that he couldn't be just doing his room service rounds. Like, I, I just thought that was a legitimate thing. When do, I mean housekeeper or geez, whatever they're called, housekeeper, right? Yeah, yeah, housekeepers, yeah, yeah, housekeeping. They don't, yeah, exactly. They don't normally go into the room when there's somebody in there, and you so if they, they knock panel? on the door, don't get an answer, then they would walk in. So that to me, that was just that's how that should work. And so yeah, I don't know. What about you, Ash? What were your thoughts on that one?
2: Um, I thought it was a plausible excuse, and I, and I get it, and, but I think. I think she was looking for any excuse to go after him, but especially because he that's turned her down for an interview. Yeah, that's so she true. was just like, oh, well, he didn't turn me down for an interview, so I'm just going to fuck him over mm-hmm. until he gives me that interview. And that was kind of how I took it.
0: Yeah. Um,. One thing I thought was kind of cool was the... So, Norman has that flashback of the first film in the shower. Yeah. And at the end, it turns into, like... It turns color, and it's Maureen laying on the ground. I thought that was a a pretty cool moment. I like that uh, scene, I guess.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool as well. Yeah, I like
0: that. We already talked about those moments. I'll skip past that. Um... Yeah, this is when I wrote down that it it just it quickly uh, sunk in for me that this movie is just not on the same level as the last two. And that was when Norman like he he realizes that she was given that Maureen was given cabin one. And his reaction to me that was one of the first kind of like over the top moments uh, that just didn't feel genuine in terms of uh, in terms of his acting.
1: I don't. Know, I just like how. How does Duke not know? Like he's not supposed to know about what happened in Cabin Number One. Only, uh, only uh, Norman knows um, exactly. So, so I, I didn't mind his his like apprehension of having a girl that looked like his first victim that we know of um, in that cabin. I thought that was kind of nice. Like you know, it,
0: it's it's a it's a it's a film. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know I wish we had better like counterpoints but it's just like I felt this way and you felt that way I like I don't know why I guess I wish I had I wish I could I wish I was smart enough to articulate why I feel such a way but it hasn't come up yet I guess so maybe we'll get to it eventually but
1: um, you know it, it's nice to have a different point of view there's nothing wrong right. with that at all
2: No No, Um, just that you know your point of view is wrong. It's fine.
1: Yeah, uh, and and in fact, I don't know what fucking movie you just watched because that's not the movie I watched. But that's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that just bugged the shit out me about this film was the extended sequences with Maureen's character and her religion. Like, I just I could not give a flying fuck less about her inner struggle with her religion. I just wanted those scenes to fucking be cut out of the movie. Like, could not give a shit less. See, that that was slowed it hot. down a little bit to me.
1: It, it was kind of hot that the reason why she's not a nun is for the pleasures of the flesh. I'm like, oh, you, you dirty, dirty nun.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Nothing comes of it, though, really.
1: Oh, uh, well, th- she does bang him. Right? No, she doesn't. Yeah, doesn't she bang him in the
0: hotel? No, he, she, they're like, She's trying to, like... She's trying to, but... But he runs uh, off. Norman's like, yeah, I can't do this. She's like, well, just hold me. So he holds her and then disappears. Yeah, and they then, don't do
2: anything. They don't yeah. do anything.
0: Uh, and then she leaves the next morning. For,
1: for some reason, I thought that he did. That's too bad. No.
0: <laughs> That's too bad.
1: Well, you know, it's <laughs> it's funny, though, that, you know... Like, I don't know what Norman has with other girls, because, like, he, I know he can seduce a nun... And he turns a, a killer against uh, against him to love him. Uh yep. like he's a ladies man and he doesn't know. I know, even know that's
0: it. what I wrote down too later on, yeah. <laughs> Look at Norman just being a being a player.
1: Total player. I'm very very jealous of his game.
0: You need to take notes, man. We gotta take notes while we're watching these movies. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, I love <laughs> it cracked my shit up, the idea that Bates Motel has custom matches. That they give out to their uh, the people that stay there because uh, Duke busts out some matches when he's at the bar. Yeah. And that's how Tracy realizes that, uh, you know, he that's where he's at. That cracked me up, which I understand. That's a much more common thing back then, but still, it just made me chuckle.
1: Well, I'm assuming that it wasn't Norman who got those matches, but then it's Franz's character, Tooms or Toomey. Oh
0: yeah, that's a good point. It was a
1: sleaze ball hotel, right, full of drugs yeah, and sex. You're right. So yeah, he yep. definitely had <laughs> he definitely had uh uh matches. And
0: that's the thing you yeah. did back in the day. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Were they watching So on the T V screen, um behind the barkeeper, and then it was on Norman's TV, was that Deliverance?
1: I uh, I have no oh. idea. I-, I just saw the raging water. Uh yeah. I-, I have and no were... clue what I... it was.
0: I really think that was Deliverance. I was wondering if maybe you I'm, I'm looking saw it up now because that's bugging yeah. Um, it made me it made me think of it if it was, but oh yep, yeah, it is. It says right there features Deliverance. Oh, oh good, cool. I nailed it. Good for me. Um, what else do we have here? So. I liked when, right before we see um, Maureen naked, we see that she's wearing, like, white underwear that was basically the exact same underwear that uh, Janet Lee's character was wearing at the beginning of Psycho. I thought that was a a smart throwback. I enjoyed that.
1: They were not sexy underwear, that's for sure.
0: Right. It made sense to me that they weren't black like they were at this point in the film with the original Psycho because she's still kind of this – to me, she's still more of an innocent person. Like, she didn't mean to – that nun fell on her own like that wasn't her fault you know what i mean so she's still an innocent person yeah um and so i thought that made sense but um the point where she kills herself i was gen- i was sh- surprised i was like holy shit like did she just kill herself and then it turns out yeah that's what she tried to do she did it um what did they say like a, uh, across the river not down the stream or whatever the hell that that stupid joke is because you're supposed to like
1: Go, go down the arm and not across. Down, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I was like, but damn, they were so deep—the <laughs> the wounds they had on her. I was like, okay, it makes sense. Like that makes sense. Um, I thought they those scars looked pretty good. Those wounds looked pretty good.
1: Oh yeah, it was, and then it was, it was a nice gore gag.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then, um, at the bar. And it's eventually who we're gonna see have sex with him later. But the most '80s fucking girls I have ever seen in my life. So hot, so like hot. It was so ridiculous. Oh, I loved it. I was like, oh my god, so funny. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I loved that that girl. So that girl is um, uh Juliet Cummins. Yes. Her character's name is Red and she's actually looking at her profile she's actually a bit of a of a minor scream queen she's in in, in this she's in Friday the 13th a new beginning mm-hmm. slumber party massacre 2 and yep. deadly dreams and i guarantee you she's probably naked in at least two out of those three um, um.
1: I, that would not surprise me in the least. Yeah. And that's okay um, because she's a good-looking girl.
0: She's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. That was an excellent scene. That's the only reason that it was okay that um, we that Duke was such a piece of shit because we got to see her naked for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that – and then we already talked – you already talked about it a little bit, but that sex scene is – I mean, honestly, one of the most bizarre sex scenes I think I've ever seen – like, the music with it is, it's just, it doesn't get any more weird 80s than that sex scene. Yeah. The lamps, like, oh, yeah. my God. That's something that, like, i that won't leave my mind anytime soon. Like, that's just burned in there. Um, What a crazy, memorable, strange fucking scene. Um, But it, it works. Like, it worked really well, I thought, actually. And it was just strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved the um, the phone booth kill. I thought it was pretty good. I thought that was pretty brutal. And uh, I think a lot of the the gore in this I thought was pretty damn good. I don't know who I don't know who did the special effects work, but I thought it was I thought it was significantly uh, better gore wise than the second one.
1: Oh, totally. Uh, I I just I, again I think it's a product of its time, but like mm-hmm. the the neck slashes, uh, the the wrist slashes. Uh, yeah. the stomach, it was just a lot of blood. It's a lot more colorful, and it's it's just it's. Mm-hmm. In your face, you know, that's why I'm surprised we didn't see more of the nun dying at the beginning of the film, just because the rest of the movie is a lot more uh, graphic.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, It makes me makes that moment even more disappointing thinking back on it. But um, I don't know what's to be said about it. I don't know what the movie is trying to do with religion in this. But the whole, I there's clearly something going on there and the whole idea that Maureen sees Norman come in to kill her as dressed as the mom. But instead of seeing that, she sees the Virgin Mary and then she says that she sees the Virgin Mary again, like up at his window when he sees a woman in the window. Like, I, I don't know. I can't make sense of what it's trying to do and it might just be doing it poorly so it's actually not doing anything but there's clearly some kind of thing here with religion um and it just didn't land with me i don't know did you guys get anything more out of it
1: well it's just the fact that uh you know she has uh she has guilt for killing the nun and the fact Mm -hmm. that she you know she it the one thing she wanted to do is become a nun because nobody told her she should become a nun you know it was her decision and that Mm -hmm. she failed at it um, so I, she's got a lot of, she's got a lot of Catholic guilt, you know, and the fact that her decision of c- killing herself actually killed somebody else. That's why she's seeing these visions and that's why she's got these, these, uh, these monsters inside her head, you know, telling her to, to kill herself. And like, you know, she'd rather die than live with the guilt of what she's done. Hmm. At least that's how I see it.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I thought the football fans were just obnoxious and annoying as hell.
2: <laughs> well, usually they old you old are, old. right? Well, I love the oh. football fans because uh, you could tell they annoyed the fuck out of Norman, but at the same time, he's like, eh, money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> I thought it was a really strange choice that they have, like, these intimate moments, which really, like, the only intimate moments we've seen of Norman ever taking place with those idiotic fans screaming in the background in the room. I thought that was a really strange choice. I wasn't sure what to make of it.
1: Uh, it. Is it when she they come back from the bar?
0: Yes, exactly. And she
1: invites him to the room and she has to give his water?
0: He, uh, what, what? Like when she get,
1: she get, she gives him the water because she has nothing else to offer him? Oh, yes. Yeah, it, it was a touching moment. Again, but it's still funny too. Because you know everybody else is like tailgating outside and partying, mm-hmm. so they're having a tender moment, and everybody else is getting drunk and horny.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and I wasn't sure if that's what they were going for because I wasn't i I wasn't laughing, I guess, or thinking it was funny. I was just like trying to figure out why. So I, maybe it was just lost on me, which is totally possible. But yeah. mm-hmm. I, I could see that. Um, I love the idea that the uh, the landlord of Whatever her fucking name was, Spool or whatever, the mom, Mary Spool, real mom. Yeah, the landlord just lets this like random fucking reporter into the into her apartment because she's been missing and says like, oh, she's two weeks past rent or whatever the hell it is. And I just thought that was just a hilarious like thought that he just lets her go in there and just search through all of her shit because she doesn't have varicose veins or blue hair. That was that made me laugh. I enjoyed that.
1: Well, from what I I, I gathered from that, you know, he's you know he's surrounded by old women. So now mm-hmm. here comes this other woman in, in his domain, and the cops have already gone through the room, and he's about to like rent it out anyway. So who
0: cares? I didn't see too, too much wrong with that. Okay,
1: right because yeah. and the cops have already gone through that through the place. Right. right,
0: I don't know. To me, it's just different if a cop if you're letting a cop go through someone's room as opposed to letting a stranger who claims to be a reporter go through someone's room. That seems significantly different to me.
1: Oh, I just think at this point, who cares? That's yeah that's that's no, how I got yeah, it, you
0: know. No, you're right, yeah. And that's why I thought that was funny, just because I it's just so far f- like from reality of now, I guess, that it just it made me made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. But um <laughs> I thought it was a, a perfect choice that Norman had to take Maureen for the for the date. Because like every other couple in the restaurant was like in their seventies, um, and so just having these two people, they looked like the young ones of the group because they were, and that just that was hilarious to me. I was like, what a perfect Norman spot to take a date. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. That I did like. I liked the date. The date was was uh, fun. I thought.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was funny. I liked the the death of the brunette chick who she I don't think she's ever given a name or anything. She's with the uh the football fans. Uh she's sitting on the toilet. So we we go from having a the first toilet in a film in Psycho to having her literally like take a piss on the toilet while we're watching her and then, and then and then Norman coming in and slicing her throat while she was on the toilet. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool kill.
1: I did think it was funny though when she did sit on the actual bowl. <laughs> you know I thought it was pretty funny, <laughs> uh, poop humor.
0: Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh man!
2: See, and this is this actually was the kill that I thought it was Jeff Fahey's character doing it,
0: and I was I like, was wondering because yeah, they had yeah. that interesting shot of Duke, like r- kind of right before this happens, where he's like leaning against the the um like railing outside and it's just like the light is emphasizing his eyes and he has this like mean weird smirk on his face. And, uh, he's like, whatever you say, boss, I, like it just gave a very menacing look to him. I thought like he was going to go check out Norman's the house or something, but he, I guess he just went away cause they don't really say where he goes. Um, but I thought at that moment, yes, maybe it is, maybe it is Duke here. So I, I'm with you on that. I definitely, Did you think anything like that at all, Mark? Did that ever cross your mind?
1: No, because the the idea of Duke being like he was a scumbag, but he was no killer. Um, Because it was always Norman. At least in in my mind, it was always Norman. So Norman coming at the end, you know, in the outfit, didn't surprise me because I thought he did all the kills all along, especially when. When when the sheriff is by is at the base motel and he's mm-hmm. eating the ice, oh, first yeah, of all, gross. him eating the blo- like there's there's a corpse in the in the ice machine. Yeah. And he starts chewing on ice, which is fine, but then chews on the bloody ice and doesn't realize like, that's you're weird a fucking to
0: me. Yeah, you're a fucking cop. How do you not know you just put bloody ice in your fucking mouth? Like,
2: and, and nobody said anything. Know that. Either. Okay, yeah. That yeah. was that was one of the things my wife said. She's like, How does he not notice that? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But That's like so
0: annoying. But
1: yeah, I never thought for a moment that it was never Norman not killing.
0: It was always him. Mm-hmm. So- yeah, okay. Um, that yeah, and to me that was kind of the only moment. It was just because of the way that that shot was framed that I thought maybe there was something more to it here. Um, but I feel like I'm just I'm just jumping around so much because the things are coming to my head. Um, That's okay. One, so we talked about that ripped five the corner of the five dollar bill. Did you guys notice when later on when mother disappears he goes back and there's a note and it says oh I'm in room 12 or where the fuck it is um the corner of that note is missing an edge like the edge is ripped off the corner ripped off that's how I knew for a fact Fa- uh, duke was going to be in that room with mother which of course is right so that ripped corner I thought is just was such smart filmmaking I really like that and I love that they kind of played it they kept it going Because I was clearly associating this ripped corner with Duke. Okay. And then the note shows up and it has a ripped corner. And I was like, oh, that's got to be Duke. And sure enough, it was. Like, I thought that was really cool. That was really interesting, at least. Did you guys catch that at all? Did that that do anything for you?
1: I I didn't catch the ripped note, but I always knew that it was – or I never did not assume that it wasn't Duke in room 12 because it was room 12. Um, Now, I was surprised – actually, I wasn't surprised on anything. Yeah. Well, actually, I was surprised by his psychotic look. So, you know, I was mm-hmm. – I could see him becoming a serial killer or at least doing a killing because I think he's on edge right now. Um, But, yeah, it did surprise me that he was in a room with with Mother, uh, especially if, if it was a different room, sure. But room 12, that's where he was staying. So, that's what I, I was expecting.
0: Catch, I guess I didn't catch that that's where he was staying. I didn't realize which room number he was in.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. When, he, when he first uh, got the job, uh, Bates gave him room number 12
0: yeah makes sense. um I thought it was strange, like when they showed Mother and Norman together at points in the beginning, at least they were kind of covering it so that whenever we heard Mother, like Norman's mouth was covered, like he had his hands to his mouth at one point, he turned around at one point when we heard Mother, and I was like oh that's really that's a really good idea. That's really smart, like they're not showing us. Aust- Uh, They're not showing Norman, they're not showing us Norman speaking mother's lines. That makes sense. But then, as I wrote that down seconds later, that whole idea is thrown out the window. And it's like, wait, why would you not make that consistent?
1: I had the exact same thought was I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, cool, we're not going to see Norman saying his mother's lines, even though they're all, you know, because like somebody's saying them because people outside can hear them. Um, exactly. so it's not just in his head, but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that aspect at first. As well. I'm like, cool. We won't see his face or we'll have the back to the camera while she's talking. And mm-hmm. then they com- in the same scene, they completely disregard that.
0: Yeah, it was so strange to me because I thought it was such a strong choice initially and they did just shit on it. But... Yeah,
2: I agree. There was
0: a really cool... I hadn't cool... actually noticed oh. that. Huh. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah.
2: I I hadn't even thought about it. Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: There was a really cool shot of Maureen. She's kind of like sitting in the fetal position uh, the next morning and the camera just spins around her and then kind of uh, like pans up, I think, and we see the sheriff outside and that's when they come in with the search warrant. Um, but I thought that was just a really cool shot. I don't know why they did it that way. It just, and I think that's what makes it less effective. It didn't seem like it had any point, but still an interesting technique, if nothing else.
1: hmm I agree.
0: Uh, I loved when Norman like wakes up from he's laying on the couch and he wakes up from that pink couch in the living room and just the dust, the amount of dust that you see come off that couch was disgusting. Like his house has gone to shit in one month. Like, and and that's, that's not
2: necessarily because he hasn't cleaned uh, because I don't think he cleaned it since he's gotten there.
0: But the, him and the girl were like in that living room and there was not all that dust in there when they were in there. Hmm. They spent a significant amount of time in there.
2: That's true. Yeah, that,
1: that's one thing that kind of bugged me just a bit is that, you know, it's only a month since the last film. Mm-hmm. But the house and even the hotel looks in so much more disrepair. There were scenes yeah. where you're seeing the outside of the uh, of the hotel or the motel, I should say. And uh, it just looks like, you know, in two had freshly painted uh, the um, the hotel or motel yellow, right? And right. in this one, it seems that it's been weathered, you know, and it's aged mm-hmm. so much, and you know the wood's dry, and it doesn't look like it just had a fresh cone of paint at all, right? Yeah. Now that said, they are in the desert, right by an, an old uh, highway, so mm-hmm. the elements might affect things a lot quicker. But a yeah. month seems a little soon,
0: <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah.
2: Well, and and again, I think. <sighs> I think when they were going in pre-production, oh, yeah, this is going to be a couple years later. I think that was more what they were going for, I think. And and then maybe they made changes. Because I did read that um, uh, Anthony Perkins would have ideas, like, on the fly all the time uh, mm. when they were shooting the film. And, and like, he would call the writer up in the middle of the night. So maybe that was one of the changes they made <laughs> later on for the script. It, it's That's possible. That's very yeah, possible. who knows?
0: I thought it was strange that Maureen would take it upon herself to lie to the cops and say that um, Aunt, uh, Norman was with her until 6 a.m. when she knows now of his history because the reporter talked to her. Like, that was strange to me. Like, I understand why it happened in Psycho 2 because they explained it away, but that's never really explained she... away here.
2: They, you, They didn't need to. Norman saved her life. She's leaving, so the last thing that she could do is save his life. She's repaying the favor. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I'll buy what you're selling. That makes sense to me. I like that. What else do we have here in Psycho 3? Let's see. Oh, so when Norman goes to find Mother and he's in Duke's room, it almost was like Duke was like on bath salts or something. I thought he was on some <laughs> type of like psychotic drug or yeah. Um, that Um It was just such a crazed scene. And then he does the Jeff Jarrett guitar shot to the head. And then I wrote like, he must've been using the uh, one that uh, Jarrett used on Nicole Bass though. Cause that motherfucker didn't break. <laughs>
1: like,
0: yeah. He was going to town and that thing was a legit guitar. I was like, Hey, good for you. I
1: did enjoy the uh, the ashtray to the head. That was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, he's, like he's got that. good aim, you know. I know exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Um, but I don't. I just didn't see why, if not drugs, and maybe it was drugs, but why he was just so like crazed at that point. I guess I don't know. I don't, it was just it was just strange to me, and like what a weird like he's gonna get money from. Norman Bates. It just seems so odd to uh, to me, at least knowing, you know, kind of the history there. Um, I don't. It was just a weird moment. Um, but I I don't know what else they could have done that would have made it work if they weren't going to have him be the killer. So uh, I don't know.
1: Uh, I think he just had bloodlust by the end. He was just you know so many people were fornicating and you know they're dirty, so he had to kill them all.
0: Fahey or I'm sorry Duke or Norman are you talking about
1: Norman oh I'm, I'm talking about Norman
0: oh okay I okay I liked Norman that part with Norman when Woody Woodpecker is laughing in the background and he like don't grabs his head and me, says don't mother. laugh at me mother don't laugh at me yes
2: yes I loved it and it was a perfect perfectly timed uh, <laughs> I was
0: cracking my shit up um I thought it it felt like it started getting a little long here um, after that, I thought for sure, like the ending was coming a lot quicker than it did after that, um, which it comes pretty quickly, but still, then we have to have this whole like hero moments with, um, uh, Tracy coming back and, you know, kind of concluding this whole thing. Um, but it's, this is where really, it started to feel like it dragged a little bit for me. Um, but right before that though, I did like that Duke wasn't dead. <laughs> I thought that was actually pretty cool. He came back and, uh, well, Norman's driving and tries, um, like choking him out with a, whatever he had, the rope of string of some sort. Um, and then, of course, puts the fucking body in the car in the exact same place he put the other ones, but he's not very creative, I guess, on where to hide bodies aside from <laughs> well, <laughs> the and, ice.
2: Well, serial killers have, you know, habits. Yep.
0: Exactly right. Um, then another another throwback to the original. I kind of skipped over some of the shots because there were so many. But um, yeah. with Maureen falling backwards down the stairs, um, and then landing on that whatever it was, she gets stabbed in the head. I think. At,
2: at first, I liked that shot, mm-hmm. and then I sat and thought about it, and I was like, "That that no, it, it doesn't work for me." <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was I like, and again, I, I was shot, disa-
0: but, disappointed yeah, it was, with it here.
2: Yeah, it, the angles just, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's off. I don't know. There's a lot. I, and I like the ambitiousness of it, but it was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. I, I
1: just—I think those stairs are the most dangerous stairs in cinematic history. Right. <laughs> that's that's, <the laughs> that's third. three now, right? Yeah. That's three now. Robert Loggia in the second one, yep. now Maureen in the third. That's and, hilarious. And I think Maureen's Kill, which is a throwback to the first film, because yeah. uh, it looks as bad as the first one. I think exactly. it looks, I think it looks worse so. because it's mm-hmm. in color. Um, right, the, the one in black and white with the uh, with the detective. Um yeah, you yeah, know, you I, know. I, I, I could deal with its you know, uh, you know, <laughs> faker design, but right, yeah. uh, but yeah, this one here it, it looked pretty bad. Like it, it was pretty bad.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a little bittersweet though, because it's not a kill that Norman's attempting to do. I think he genuinely liked her. You know? Oh
1: no, it's, it that was a total this- mistake accidentally
0: yeah. killing her it's like oh damn you know
1: and this would makes him go against mother like this was a total yeah. mistake on mm-hmm. his part because I think he found the love of his life
0: right Um and as soon as that happened my fucking power went out last night I'm like are you kidding me I have like 10 fucking minutes left of this goddamn movie and now I gotta get the system turned back on get everything turned back on and then fucking fast forward through this shit to get to the right spot I was like oh you son of a bitch because it didn't save where I left off Okay, that pissed me off the fucking thunderstorm last night. But anyway, I got it back on, and we pick up with Tracy's annoying ass coming back, trying to save the fucking day.
2: Um, this weather report brought to you
0: by weather <laughs> I <know>. Underground. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I like when she walked in and just that just the table is just filled with like disgusting shit all over it. It's just so gross. G- gives a, a good uh, sample of of Norman's psyche and his living habits at that point
1: well e- even just looking at his kitchen that where he killed the uh, coil in the last film and mm-hmm. uh, that quill uh, uh the old spool, baby, spool. spool yeah. um you know like the house is not being properly maintained because <laughs> he's mm-hmm. nuts and he again like uh, ash had mentioned you know it's a big house and he probably doesn't need all the rooms so he exactly. doesn't keep up you know whatever remedial house it's funny he, he like he makes sure that the uh motel is pick and span but his mm-hmm. house which is like his real self it's not uh, yeah. his facade that's what's mm-hmm. crumbling away
0: right
2: right well you know what they say to never never um borrow a mechanic's car yeah because they, they don't oh, keep right. that up <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um and then it's like, man, sometimes exposition can be a real bitch, and it was at the end here when Tracy's oh being god. chased by fucking Norman. I'm like, oh my god, just shut up. Like, just spouting off all this information. I'm like, oh, come on. That bugged the hell out of me. Um, And then after all that, we don't even get to see fucking Tracy get killed. I'm like, are you kidding? He kills his dead mother uh, instead. I'm like, ugh.
1: Good choice. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Um, And then... Uh, I liked that, that last line because they finally arrest him and then he gets the, uh, but I'll be free. I'll finally be free. And it just, um, feels like the end of, uh, the end of his story as it, as it is going to be and as it should be. Um, well, yeah. and
2: uh, <laughs> the thing that bugs me about that is, and, and, is the the car scene and i love the shot but then i started Dude. thinking about it and it pissed me off is <laughs> you know the the shot and pulling away him in the car going fade into black and he's just sitting there stroking the arm and mm-hmm. i'm like oh come on <laughs> if he's gonna finally be free he's not gonna bring a piece of his dead mother with him right Yeah, yeah, I did
1: like the family V three line, but that that dead arm did bug me as well. Because how did the cops not like pat him down? (laughs) What if it's a weapon, right? So that is a little far fetched. Fine. Well, (laughs) and
2: apparently, apparently, Universal made them reshoot this last scene, and that's they added the arm. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm guessing because they they wanted something a bigger twist. I, was like,
0: yeah, I well. did like that they used rear projection for the car shot because uh, obviously that's yes. a technique that was used back when the original was done uh, so I, I like that um, and then obviously the homage to the original at the end with him staring at the camera smiling so there's that
2: well how Cameron uses that in Terminator 2 <laughs> rear projection mm-hmm. never goes away
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Um,
0: any other uh, any other tidbits that you guys picked up that you wanted to mention at all
1: uh not really i think i mentioned everything i wanted to mention
0: yeah okay same with you ash
1: um
2: yeah i don't have anything
0: okay perfect so let's get to our final thoughts on our star rating for psycho 3 ash what were your final what are your final thoughts and what's your star rating for psycho 3
2: um well i ended up liking psycho 2 more than the original which surprised the hell out of me uh psycho 3 Feels more like the direct to video that the second one was supposed to be. Um, it, it lacks something. And I, you know, I can't put my finger on what it just, it doesn't feel as theatrical or, uh, thrilling. I think it falls into the 80s slasher bit a bit too much instead of relying on, you know, what made the first two movies good. Um, I, while I while I liked you know Norman being the killer, it I would have been I think a much better film if you know Fahey's character was the one doing it. Uh, you know Norman who was there cleaning up the mess, thinking it was mother again. I, I think that would have worked better. I it, it would have made the film a lot more interesting. I think, but mm-hmm. I I did like for the most part. I enjoyed it. I and there was a couple of bits just like really, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I thought you know it was a decent entry it's definitely not my favorite uh, but you know the quality is kind of starting to tank um so i'm only going to give it a two and a half out of four
0: all right so two and a half from ash and how about you mark
1: um i really like this movie um i can't see it going any other way to be honest because you know first one's iconic second one was a good follow-up um the third one like it's psycho three he's the killer you know like he can't i i couldn't see this going any other way um in i like 80 slashers this was right up my alley it was sleazy it was fun we saw boobs we saw some really ugly white underwear um we saw some pretty <laughs> decent kills it was the goriest of the bunch so far um i have no complaints against this now is it a good movie not so much but for a horror fan, it's a fantastic – it's it, it's an enjoyable evening. Um, so, I would give this 2.5 out of 4 for a positive review. <laughs> I uh, I thought it was decent.
0: Good. Excellent. Um, yeah, Psycho 2, it really blew me away with how intelligent a film it was. Psycho 3, on the other hand, is just the complete opposite. It really feels like an attempt to take advantage of that psycho namesake in order to make a few extra bucks at the box office. This is not the Norman we've come to know up to this point, and it makes the whole film just feel like a shell of what it could be. I didn't care about or like a single one of the characters because they were all assholes, murderers, or ignorant fools that made terrible decisions the entire time. Don't get me wrong, though. Cycle 3 has some very memorable moments. I don't think I'll ever get that sex scene between uh, uh, Cummins and Fahey out of my head, for better or worse, because it was fucking strange. I did love uh, some of the throwbacks to the original, but they honestly felt more like Perkins was ripping off what worked in the first time around, hoping it would have the same effect here. And it really didn't. Um, Those moments were lesser in the second film, but they had more impact than they do here. Even Um, I think Perkins had some interesting moments, but didn't have the right script to really make those moments stand out. He, like we mentioned, he did direct one other film in his time, which came out um, two years after this one called Lucky Stiff. It's labeled as a horror comedy, so I want to give it a shot and just see how it is. But I don't know that he has really this talent for directing like he does acting. Um, and then speaking of the acting, he almost feels like a, like I mentioned, a parody of himself here. Those genuine moments that made Norman so personable in the first two films are almost entirely gone. And instead, we get some overacting that really surprised me. Perkins is a brilliant actor, but that was not on display here. That may be, like we mentioned, due to him wearing two hats. Who knows? But either way, the end result just ended up being a real disappointment for me. Psycho 3 wasn't creative, intelligent, or even that much fun. Sure, we got more nudity and some better kills, but that's really about it. I do like that this is the end of Norman's story because I just don't think there's any place for it to go here. Because as we know, Psycho 4 is a prequel, so... This isn't the worst film I've ever seen, obviously, but it didn't even reach average heights for me either. So I'm giving Cycle 3 one and a half out of four stars. So it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Mm -hmm. So that'll be it. I'm curious. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I'm just just curious how number four falls into place. If it's uh, a prequel to two, maybe while he's in incarceration, or maybe it's like... You know, him in prison, I, who knows? So yeah. uh, I, I'm kind of curious to check it out.
0: Yeah. So that'll do it for tonight. Uh, so join us next Monday, May 14th, for our review of the, actually, we're kind of taking a bit of a sidetrack here. So it's actually the review of the made-for-TV movie from 1987 called Bates Motel. So this is kind of different than um, then what we've been watching so far, uh, I don't – I believe this doesn't even have Norman in it at all. Um, this is kind nope. of something different. So we'll see how that one goes and then come back to Norman in Cycle 4 the week after that. But So remember for at least this arc and the next, we're just doing our Week in Media segment and then our main review for the week to try and keep the episodes a little more manageable for ourselves and for you, our weekly listeners – um, if there is something you'd like to suggest for this spot in the future, we'd love to hear about it. Um, like we've been saying, the only way we can make any changes you might like to see is if you reach out to us. And we'd like to make those lines of communication as accessible as possible. So you can reach out to us by finding Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, or emailing us at contact@cinefessions.com, or even calling us at 1-302-448-TALK. So we offer up plenty of ways to get in touch with us, so please do not be shy. Reach out to us and let your opinions be heard. And another reminder that if you do like what you're hearing, please leave us a review. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to us. Positive reviews help us reach a larger audience, so we really appreciate you taking the time to leave us that review and for telling your friends about the show. And Ash, remind our listeners where else they can find you online.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr, D-H-G-F-A-S-H-E, and if you spoil Infinity War for me, I will murder you.
0: <laughs> and what about you, Mark?
2: Uh, you can catch me on Instagram and Letterboxd at
1: MNadeau02 and on Twitter at Mark underscore Nado. That's M-A-R-C underscore N-A-D-E-A-U.
0: Excellent. And you can find me on my personal Twitter feed and on Letterbox under Simon1. That's P-S-Y-M-I-N-1. And I finally did update my Letterbox, So that is current. So let's see how long I can keep that going. <laughs> Before we close, yeah, exactly. Before we close (laughs) though, let me just give another reminder. Like we talked about earlier, uh, we did release volume three of our special edition episodes this past Friday. So, any wrestling fans out there will definitely want to give this a listen. Um, Like we mentioned, Mark and I, along with uh, one of our first special guests, uh, we've had on. Yeah, since, since your debut, Mark. And we all know how that turned out. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But it was a review of the greatest Royal Rumble event from WWE a couple Fridays back. So definitely give that a listen if you're a wrestling fan and uh, have missed out so far. Um, I hope slash don't think it's going to be our last of the wrestling um, event reviews. So hopefully you guys will take a listen and give us some feedback on that. And uh, we'd really appreciate it. Mark Ash, it's always a blast talking to you, gents. So thanks for joining me tonight. My pleasure. Yep. All right. So we just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to episode 129 of the Cinefessions podcast. And remember in film, we trust. We'll catch you next time.